What's up, everybody? You are listening to Scribe Book School, where we teach you everything you need to know about how to write, publish, and market your book. I'm Charlie Hone. I'm an author myself, and I've helped a lot of authors with the marketing of their books, including my co-host, Tucker Max. Tucker has written several number one New York Times bestsellers, and he's also the co-founder of Scribe, which has helped over 1,500 authors write, publish, and market their books. In this episode, Tucker is going to break down how to set objectives for your book. Here we go. Book objectives. This is basically what you want for yourself and for your reader for the book. First question is, how do you want your book to serve your readers? What will they get out of it? So in the, in the outline that you guys are working on right now, let's take a, a few minutes. Um, hold, I'm gonna walk you through examples first, but uh, you can start writing now if you want, if you know, um, but this is really where I want you guys to start deeply thinking about this sort of stuff. Uh, so here's some examples. Um, this is from a book about learning that was done in this workshop about you know, whatever, two months ago. So first and foremost, I want to inspire uh, the reader and convince them they aren't stuck where they are now, they can improve and unlock their full potential and learn anything and everything fast. Okay, good. I'd like to give the, them tools and techniques and confidence to actually learn faster. Finally, I'd like to open their eyes to an alternative way of living from health to lifestyle design to their career. I want to ultimately inspire and empower them to live uh, the lives of their dreams. Right, makes sense? I mean, that's the all, uh, learning's a pretty big subject. These are things that, that are, some of them are a little bit, um, I don't wanna say they're out there, but a little bold, that's fine. Uh, but that's what they want, that author wants a, the reader to take. Here's another one, this book is about sales for women specifically. Her goals are, she wants a woman to read this book to feel empowered, they can ask for the sale confidently. The women who read the book will be able to use the sales strategies uh, to increase conversion rate without feeling pushy or salesy. The woman who read the book will feel like that they can do it. And the woman who read the book will feel uh, inspired to stand in the face of their fear and go for their dreams and sales. All makes total sense, right? Okay, cool. Stop now, answer those, and then we're all gonna go over them in a group. All right, question two. Uh, imagine it's a few years after your book's been published. What have you accomplished because of the book? Right, so now let me go over some examples before you guys dive in. What are realistic book objectives? So you guys all read the piece on this, right? All right, so there's, uh, I'm gonna go over them really quickly again. Leave a legacy is a big one. Uh, another one's impacting people. Those are usually the top two for, for most of our authors. They're the ones that are kind of the broad ones. Then, then they start to get into tactical things like raise my authority or credibility in my field. Books are great at that. Raise my visibility in the media, which is not quite the same thing as authority and credibility in your field, but they're similar. Uh, generate new incoming business, of course. Uh, lead gen is fantastic. Help me get speaking gigs. Books are almost requirements for that. Um, help work through an issue. Uh, this is, uh, we put Brita example on here. Brita is an author who went through the guided author just like you guys a few months ago. Um, she was doing it, she's a lawyer and a state attorney and she was doing a book about how to, the title of the book is How to Lose Your Parents Without Losing Your Mind, I think. Something like that. Basically, what do you do when a parent dies? And it's because it's not just will and trust stuff. There's all, like, she has a whole chapter about self-care. Like, you know, are, she asks her, her clients all the time, are you eating? Like, all these sorts of things. And so um, she did not, obviously, uh, orchestrate it this way, but her father died while she was writing her book. Like, uh, maybe not a blessing, but the timing was, um, 
helped her actually work through a lot of the issues, not just from the book, but um, like, you know, parents, a book about parents dying, uh, she, she had a lot of emotional residue from when her mom died. Like she didn't handle things well, a lot of shit went off the rails. She was able to both um, uh, deal with that and deal with her father's death better uh, as she was writing the book. Which, look, I, I, none of your parents hopefully are gonna die when you write a book. But the point is, it is a realistic objective to think, you know what, I, part of me writing my book is telling this story or giving back in this way that is helping me work through an issue that, um, that I have in my life. So thinking it kind of like therapy. Now, if you're writing a book only for therapy, that's, you wouldn't be here. We wouldn't let you in the, the workshop if that was the only point. Um, but understanding that that's a component, it doesn't have to be, but if it is, that's okay, all right? So here, let me give you some more specific examples. We're gonna go with the same books. The book about learning. We've built a, our B2C business to over 10 million a year, in large part by leveraging the free book funnel and the exposure of the book. Uh, so that's, again, notice how he doesn't say we're gonna make 10 million a year because of the book. It's a book is part of a larger strategy, right? Uh, we're doing a one million a year in corporate and enterprise subscriptions because of the exposure and credibility of the book and the event. He has, a, he's tying his book into, he has one of the big learning events in the, in the world. We sparked research conversation, debate about education reform and working on a few not-for-profit pilots uh, to improve education. We're running the world's largest learning summit with over 500 people a year paying to attend and using the book as sort of funnel to get in. Now notice how it's okay to have big objectives and goals if you don't think, okay, I'm gonna write the book and then magic happens and all, these, all this money flies in. A book's part of a system, right? Uh, if you understand that, then having big goals is okay. So let's look at the, the one for sales for women. Uh, I have a large female following, uh, uh, sorry, a large following of female entrepreneurs. My brand is recognized and well-respected. Makes sense. Uh, frequently get messages from people, women and men, who thank me for writing the book because it generally helped them. Totally. Sought out on the speaker topic, a uh, sought out speaker on the topic of sales and female empower, empowerment. I've done a TEDx talk and been asked to speak at large conferences like South by Southwest and traffic and conversion. Totally realistic, totally doable. Make sense? Okay, now what I'm gonna do now is kill your fantasies to save your reality. Like I know this was in the piece, but we're gonna go over this quickly. These are unrealistic objectives. Selling a million copies, not gonna happen, right? Even though we have actually done books like David Goggins' Can't Hurt Me and Tiffany Haddish's Last Black Unicorn that have sold literally millions of copies, they are the extreme outliers. So unless you have a big platform of people waiting for you or Possibly one of you may write a book that just takes off. I'm not saying it's impossible. What I'm saying, it's unrealistic to put down as an objective. Does that make sense, the difference? Okay, good. Uh, make me famous, not gonna happen. You can, maybe some of you can be famous, but a book by itself almost never makes anyone famous. Be a New York Times bestselling author. Again, we've put several books on the list, but again, I'm telling you, this is not a realistic objective for most of you because you just don't have the audience that's waiting to buy 10,000 or more of your copies. Even though the book will be very successful for you, that isn't a realistic objective. Get on Oprah or Ellen. Again, unless you have a book that is about something they really care about, uh, which some of you might, probably not. Speak at TED. TEDx, very realistic. TED, Big TED, different thing. Um, I've been, I can tell you uh, sort of like how to do that, but. I, that's a very, very difficult goal, or fill an emotional void, right? Which is like, seriously, we do get people who come in and they won't admit it usually at first, but what ends up happening is they see the book as being able to, I don't know, solve something for them. It's not gonna happen. A book can help, 
A book can be therapeutic, but it is not therapy. It doesn't do the work for you. Does this make sense for everyone, right? Okay, the, the big thing I, I, like, I, I wanna emphasize with this, it's not that any of these are impossible. It's that unless you have a clear path to them, unless you really understand what's gonna happen or what it takes to get to these, it doesn't happen on its own. It's not just a magical thing. Now, I know the question that some of you are gonna ask is, but shouldn't I think big? Isn't it cool to set big goals? Okay, fine, that's okay. The problem is, if you set unrealistic goals, it will cause you a lot of times to write a book that won't serve the realistic goals you have, right? So for example, if you, if you have a couple real, let's go back to the, the book on sales, right, for women. These are all very realistic goals. Speak at some conferences where women in sales are topics, have a following, um, and then get messages from people, right? But if her goal, if she also says, well, I need to sell a million copies, um, a book on sales for women isn't gonna probably sell a million copies, right? Because the audience for sales for women is a small subset of the audience for sales. So, so like if she wants, if her goal is I've gotta sell a million copies, she needs to write a broader book but she probably didn't have a broader book in her. Like, in fact, I know she doesn't. She's, her ideas on sales for women are fantastic, and I think that book's gonna do really well. Selling a million copies is not the way to define success for that, and so it would cause her to write the wrong book for her. Does this make sense, how unrealistic objectives can get you off where you should be? Okay, cool. All right, so uh, the question sales stands. Imagine a few years after your book's been published, what, what have you accomplished? Stop now. Go, uh, go answer that. Go write down all your answers and we're gonna come around, look at them, and we're gonna talk about them. All right, good. So now let's talk about the, the next question. What's the single event you're gonna celebrate when the book is out? It's what we call a champagne moment, right? A good example is when I book my first speaking gig, right? That's something, something that's gonna cause you to break out, this is sparkling water, but close enough. Well, I'm gonna break out the bottle of champagne with my partner and we're gonna drink and celebrate. Uh, another good example, when I get, uh, get my first client from the book, right? Or when I hold the book in my hands is a really good one. Those are all good. Bad examples, this next one is real. I swear to God someone put this in here. When I sell a million copies and get on every bestseller list and Malcolm Gladwell asked me to co-write his next book and Oprah wants me on our show. They were kind of fucking with me, but still. Like this is actually a thing we've had to deal with with certain authors who kind of have these sorts of fantasies, right? Or uh, this is another real one, when, when my dad tells me he loves me. Like, look, I feel for you, but um, books don't do this. This is an issue with your dad, not an issue with books, right? Uh, so putting that sort of pressure on the book is not gonna help you, okay? Now we actually had authors who wrote books and it helped their relationship with their parents a lot, but that's probably not the champagne moment because you don't control that. All right, so let's stop now, answer that, and then we're gonna kind of read them out loud and go around, uh, talk about them. That does it for this episode. I hope it was helpful and thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to Scribe Book School wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast. We're on them all. We'll see you next time.